Hey folks, this is the guy, Chad, and you are listening to a DogCast Studio podcast. Catch the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday, DogCast every Friday, and ScareCast every Monday. You can listen to us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, and we are now on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Follow our shows on Facebook and Twitter. Stay heel, baby. One, 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 two. You can't even read. Two. Cut it out, dude. You're going to get us in trouble. Air, air, air. Today, Junior! Welcome, folks, to another episode of Turnbuckle Report. People so here with you today. Talking a little post-mania. We already had our post-mania show. That's all right. That's all right. We're going to get into a little more post-mania. Give the dog-ass father a little bit of time to explain himself. Going to get into a lot... Of changes happening in the WWE. Vince McMahon has taken the mower out of the front lawn. What's going to happen, all of them? I don't know. Joining me as always, the guy. What's up, brother? Yeah, Josh, you have some explains to do. A lot of explaining to do about your feelings with WrestleMania. You are in trouble, mister. You know what rhymes with mister? Blister. And let me tell you, Fister Twister Sister, that my favorite part of WrestleMania, if I was to sum it all up, is my girl Sasha Banks taking the L. <laughs> because now, arguably the best woman to wrestle in the WWE has the belt. Yeah. She does? What do you mean? Well, that's definitely an argument. I didn't see Charlotte Flair there. Yeah, we I could all agree that either. Charlotte Flair is probably the best woman wrestler of all time, but it's pretty close up there. Yeah, I'm not going to shit on Bianca Belair. I was pumped to see her. Bianca time. is probably one of the most athletic women to ever wrestle. And she's easy on the eyes. How'd you like that? Uh, <laughs> how'd you like that whipping? Literally, she gave Sasha Banks with the. Uh, with you know what hair. I do have to say about her hair? I am so surprised that she's able to wrestle as well as she does with that big fucking log. You know that thing probably has to weigh five pounds. That's a thick mat of hair that she carries around. It's the- if there's one thing I know about, it's five pound logs. Okay, let me tell you. <laughs> That's for sure. That's a showstopper. That was that was apparently a showstopper right there. Five pound logs is usually where you get me to just like, nah. I got nothing else to say. <sighs> Looks like that's again, where we wrap up the that. show, boys. Well, I, 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 <laughs> that's the end I of didn't that. bring you in the right way. So here, here we go. Let's rewind. The dog cast father himself joining us all the way from uh, Oregon. How are Doing you? Doing swell, my diddly dudes. What's going on? Post mania time, uh, we're all pretty, we're all pretty, you know, coming off the high, I guess you could say. Chad's been COVID tested and uh, negatively approved. Kids, kid so tested. That means he approved. doesn't have it. The results are in. That's right. So no. Nope. It turns out you're the father right? <laughs> of COVID. Yeah, that that I did get. I, I am out, the dad. I am the dad. It turns out he did get pregnant in the cave of the winds when the lights went out. I did. But, uh, he did not get the clock. I did. I felt something funny from the backside. It was George Jeffries. <laughs> if it wasn't for George Jeffries, we wouldn't have the Cave of the Winds as we know it today. Just so we're very, very clear. Yeah, I'm just honored that I went to high school with his uh, his grandson, yeah. like second, second great grandson. It was I. We both. I'm pretty proud about that, honestly. We both did. We got. I didn't know I was rights. in the midst of a celebrity. Bragging rights, my friend. <clears throat> you missed out on that, Josh. It sucks, though. It sucks for you, because I think you would have really done well in, uh, in our high would've. school. 
probably. I probably would have took that. Here's what would have happened. I mean, I would have been walking down the aisle. Men would have called me the big dog. Woman just would have called me often. And get this. They would have looked me right in the face and said, <laughs> you're the man. And I would look at him and said, duh. And we would have went on. We would have been shagging and tagging. You know what I mean? Duh. <laughs> shagging duh. and tagging. Duh, shit. You know, this is this this is like one of the best and worst weeks of wrestling every year because it's the best week because typically, you know, it's the best raw right after right after WrestleMania, most viewed raw. Uh SmackDown, you know, they're usually usually kind of tying up some loose ends. I don't feel like Raw did that. I still don't understand the fiend. I still don't understand this angle. I still really don't know what happened. It seems like they're saying that Sister Abigail is helping Randy Orton now. But does that mean this story is going to continue? Lord God, I hope not. Um, and is it possible? Is it possible I'm the only person in the world, the only guy in the world except for Andrade that finds Charlotte Flair hot? Is it possible? She has her moments. Is you, Josh. She has her moments, bitch. but from behind, she I'm looks like bitch. Matt Riddle. Yeah. Yeah, my wife's giving me so much shit about this, and then you post that, and of course, all laughs all around, except for me. But I, I had to laugh, too, because in that picture, it absolutely looks like Matt Riddle <laughs> put on a singlet with, with, and bedazzled it, and it came out Just and, and laid way to these two girls. But wasn't that, wasn't that promo awesome? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. The only thing that was missing was the scooter. Is it? <laughs> That's because he she used the scooter to beat everybody's ass. That's right. She had that scooter. It would have been Matt Riddle. For what did sure. you guys think of that promo, though? You, you know, here, let me back up for you guys. Answer that question, Chad. You and I discussed that. You and I talked about what Monday Night Raw, what surprises we were going to see. Um, we, and it came down to Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Uh, I still think tonight, as we're recording, folks, we're recording on Friday. It's about an uh, we're about an hour and a half away from SmackDown right now. I still think Becky Lynch is coming out. And I think it's going to be on the SmackDown roster, uh, possibly, char you know, or, or challenging Bianca Belair. Going to give that next chapter there. I really hope to see that. Wasn't too shocked to see Charlotte Flair uh, show back up on Raw, but I was really shocked with that promo. That that was, I think, the promo of her career. We might see that badass we've all been looking for instead of this uh, little tootie toot shit she does with her dad. Yeah. You know, the one thing I still can't figure out about Charlotte is, is she heel or face? Like, is Rhea heel or face? Like, when Charlotte came out, she cut like a face. Rhea Ripley is a face. She came out and kind of cut a promo like a face, but her actions and how she does mm -hmm. things seem like a heel. And I'm always so confused with Charlotte exactly what direction or angle they're trying to really use her in. Is she the heel in this situation? Is she the face? It's always just aggressive. But you never really know what the hell they're doing with her. And I'm always so confused with Charlotte. Um, just like my sexuality. I'm confused when I look at her. I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out what WWE Same. is trying to do with Charlotte Flair. And I cannot figure it out. Like, I get it. They're going to put her in a title match with Rhea. You know, she had COVID. Or she tested positive for COVID. I guess she never had a single symptom. But anyways, she tested positive for COVID. Comes back. So we missed out on WrestleMania. She comes out on Raw. They're gonna put this on what? What's the next uh, uh, WrestleMania's backlash? Backlash. Yeah, WrestleMania backlash. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I feel like they kind of missed the mark here. Um, although to see Charlotte Flair black, black, back in black, baby. 
uh, to see her back <laughs> yeah, is awesome. No. But um, I don't know what direction they're going. Is Rhea the face? Is Charlotte the heel? Stay tuned. Bianca Belair is the best women's champion Ooh. in Ooh. wrestling right now. Okay. In the wrestling. In the wrestling. In the right wrestling. Right now. In the wrestling. And if you all would have the, the wrestling and form it into a fucking ball. And you put one women's champion right on top of that ball. It's Bianca Belair. You know, you're really I always have been. I mean, what what, what has got I'll, you to that point? What got you to that point? Though, what makes you think she's going to be such a great champion? Because I, I think I think she we're going to enjoy watching the race and the chase to get that title. But I don't I don't know if she's got it in her to carry this. You thing. know what think. they need to do to make her? They need to adapt a way to make her as a Shawn Michaels style character. I feel like if they were to adapt her. To a Shawn Michaels style character, but kind of change it up for a female to where she's going to go out there and kind of amp it up to where you got Charlotte Flair saying, I'm the best in the world. I'm here to beat everybody. And Bianca just walks up there and goes, let's fucking do it then, homie. And then goes out and performs and whoops her ass. I mean, you would put her on the map. I mean, right now, I got the same vibe when she won that belt as I did when Dave Batista won it. You had such a good buildup from a smaller. Now, here's your what what I mean by that is you you had her building up on NXT. She they they bring her up kind of in the starlight as kind of this brute. She's fucking powerful. Then she wins the belt. It's the same sort of lineup as Dave Batista. And you think she's going to carry this belt and keep everybody's attention? What the SummerSlam? Until Mania. I can't I can't see her. She's going to hold it until Mania easily. No way. You think she's going to be the champion until Mania? Yep. She's going to pull the McIntyre. Oh. Easy. I don't. know. What do you think, Chad? Do you think you think this is happening? And I know you're a Bianca fan. I like Bianca. I may be the. Yeah. I, and I'm not saying I'm not a Bianca fan. I just uh, I don't I don't know if I can see that 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 run in her yet. You know, it's too early. I think the jury's still out on Bianca. I think I said that during our WrestleMania uh, after show. Um, I just don't know what you're going to get. I feel like because so many heels won titles at WrestleMania, this could be a potential for Bianca to go heel. And they'll just have Becky come out and be the face and bullshit, you know. Um, the problem with that is, is Becky is so fucking over that if they put her in a match against Becky, her title run will be so fucking short, man. And I'd hate to see that because I'd like to see what Bianca can do. Yeah, you got a point. Um, I, I want to see what Bianca can do for a little bit. But, you know, you can't, you can't have Becky come out of the gate without going right to the title like you just can't you got to put becky right in a title mm-hmm. shot like it's becky fucking lynch man you got to do that so um it's not AEW. Well, she never lost the title she relinquished it and it's not AEW. she doesn't got a ranking system that she's got to climb you know this is just straight up her showing back up doing her thing and uh winning that title and i would feel bad that bianca would have to be put in that position but it is wwe um they don't mind burying their talent or pushing them off to the side or just fucking getting rid of them all together, even if they're the most talented fucking wrestler on the planet. So, touche. Uh, you know, I guess, well, uh, the jury's still up. Let's wait and see what happens after Friday night. You know, you make a good point. I just want to emphasize a little bit here is Becky Lynch is, uh, there's no way she's turning heel. You can't turn her heel. You bring her back, she's going to get that huge baby face pop. Uh, and no matter what she does, the fans are going to cheer for her. I, I know I will. I, I'd be very, very excited to see 
Did you see uh, her last heel run? Come back. Nobody, nobody wanted her to be heel. They, the fans nobody pushed cared. Her they face. want to see her as yeah. They want to see her as a baby face, yeah. and you got to give the fans what they want. It's just then, naturally okay. going to work. Well, then, so the, do you not are they not going to have her go for the belt then? Well, as we're sitting here talking about it, it wouldn't make sense for her to go on SmackDown, in my opinion, because uh, you got a baby got face a ba- champion. Unless their idea is to get a WrestleMania six with Hogan and Warrior, you have a baby face on both ends. That's the problem. That's 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 why they had to make Charlotte Flair full heel. No, I don't see that as a problem because Charlotte Charlotte Flair is coming out straight heel. I I don't see waffling there. I see her coming out as straight heel. Like I'm the best. I'm tired of getting shit on. I'm tired of getting tossed around. I'm tired of getting placated. I'm gonna whoop all y'all's asses. And that's what that's she why did it's a perfect time to make Bianca heel. Because now what they could do is she's going to come out and go, yeah. And everyone's going to come out there and be like, yay, congratulations. It's like, yeah, thanks. And then she turns and whoops everybody's ass and goes, now I'm here. And you're going to realize why I'm here. And then just so beats the So isn't that kind of what Becky Lynch did last year? Right? Or not last year. It was like two years before, ago. WrestleMania 35. Yeah, WrestleMania 35 when she became Becky Two Bells. She kind of did that when she came out. And everybody didn't know, like, is she still babyface or is she flaunting this in our face like a heel would? Right. Uh, and I still really don't know what the direction was there. But are you thinking something like that with Bianca Belair? I think they are because the angle with Becky Lynch when they tried that got ruined by Nia Fat fucking Jax <laughs> because she broke her nose. <laughs> so it threw her out of the fucking angle. So I think they're going to retry that angle with Bianca and they're going to have Becky Lynch come back and be the best person suitable to be a face to challenge her at the angle that they were going to try with Becky Lynch. More to come. I'll tell you who she's not going to be able to face. Any of the Iconics. Samoa Joe, of course. Uh, there's a whole list, right? Yeah. Chad, I mean, help me out. Bo here. Dallas out was here. one of them list was on of there. Bo Dallas. Mickey James. So, uh, let's, let's, let's just clarify that. The WWE hired Mike Rotundo, Bo Dallas, and Bray Wyatt's father. Hired him back as a coach or whatever. Agent. And uh, fired Bo Dallas. Fired his youngest son. And, uh, and is, is still in the midst of burying Bray Wyatt. So good times. Good times for the, for the Rotundo family, huh? Yep, they're doing great. I mean, father likes son, or should I say father hates his fucking kids. Huh. <laughs> oh, Bray Let's Wyatt. Let's get into Samoa Joe, though. Samoa Joe. Yeah. Let's, Let's get into Samoa Joe. I mean, we we all know that Bray Wyatt's getting fucking buried, and Bray deserves better, and he needs to go somewhere else and fucking flourish like he deserves. But... There's another character that they Absolutely. fucking buried. Samoa motherfucking Joe. WWE buried yeah, him because they're like, be the oh, new macho man. he gets migraines. Yeah. He gets little concussions. We should put him as a commentator. They had one of the best fucking heels. Close to MJF. Yes. Heel style. Legit. Le- a legit heel. Better than Randy Orton. Better than The Miz. They had the best fucking heel in all of wrestling. And they put him in as a commentator. Because they couldn't trust that he wouldn't get another concussion. Give me a fucking break. That dude, I want that dude so badly to go to AEW and be a thorn in every fucking baby face's side in AEW. I hope they give him the ride of his life. I know Joe's getting up there in age. He's the same age as John Cena. But if they just give him one good year, maybe two good years, where he can just fucking wreak havoc and be uh, the Samoan submission machine like he used to be, Hell yeah, man. I would, I'm so down. You know, there's not many wrestlers that get released today that I say, let's go to AEW, because AEW has a stacked list of wrestlers they've already got. And I think WWE did that shit yeah. on purpose. 
I think WWE purposefully released a bunch of people last year to fill up AEW's wrestling roster so that if they did start letting good guys go, they would paint themselves in a corner. Like Samoa Joe, they felt comfortable getting rid of him, thinking that AEW would... I think AEW would be willing to make cap space for Samoa Joe. I would. If I was Tony Khan, I'd be like, all right, who do I got to get rid of to get that guy now? So I don't think Tony Khan has to get rid of anybody. He probably doesn't. I don't think their roster is big enough. Nonetheless, uh, I... Again, anybody that gets released, I'm not immediately going to AEW bandwagon because I don't want to do that. I don't want to keep saying AEW, AEW. Like, we already said Andrade, don't go. I don't think the Iconics need to go. Uh, Bo Dallas doesn't need to go to AEW. There's only one guy that got released from WWE that I would love to see in AEW, and that's Samoa Joe. And not only that, he's friends with pretty much that entire fucking roster in AEW anyways. He knows all of them. He's wrestled every single one of them. So why not? It's a perfect Mm -hmm. fit. It makes sense. I think Joe needs to go to AEW and become... The Samoa submission machine one more time. I think he has five years in the tank, personally. You think he's got five more left? I do, yeah. I think he he, he, he could go there and be a force for five years, and in the last two years of his career, he could be putting over new guys. I, I honestly think he's in the perfect age to where AEW doesn't have the longevity of WWE, so they didn't have these these old timers that could put over their new guys. So the good thing about like Samoa Joe is that he's right there in that five year mark where they could bring him over, build him up as a total powerhouse. And then his last two years of his career, he could be pushing over the next generation of AEW stars. And I think that's what they need to do with Jericho right before he goes into commentary. And I think that it'd be perfect if they brought over Joe to do the same. I I can't disagree with you there. I want to see Samoa Joe on the AEW roster. Um, I, you know, and the first thing when we were all texting about it, the first thing I said is he, he's going to do a macho man. Vince McMahon tried to force macho into a, um, you know, after the, after the mega powers thing, forced him into the booth. Right. Macho did that for what about a season, about a season and a half, right? A year, he got about the same amount of time Joe's done it. Yeah. About a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. About a season and a half. And then he, uh, and then he jumped shipped over to WCW I, what was that, 93, I'm thinking? Yeah. And finished out his career. And I, I honestly think those years in WCW were Macho's best years. I think I think he put on a show, um, especially when he turned turned heel and went with the NWO. I loved seeing it. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Samoa Joe could do the very same thing. I agree. I do, too. I mean, what more can you say? I also want to see Mickey James go over there. You know, Chad, you mentioned that the only one you want to see from this, from this release roster, well... I'd like to see Mickey James too because I think she could give legitimacy to uh, to that women's division that probably three weeks ago I would have told you desperately needs it, maybe four weeks ago. But then Britt Baker stepped up and started bleeding all over the place, uh, getting getting busted open rather. And, <laughs> that's better. Um, you got to clarify. Yeah, that's a little better, right? Yep. And, and now the and now the women's division is on the map in AEW, and I, I think that what Mickey James could do is add legitimacy and, and, and train these, these, these women in the division. Um, just as much as Samoa Joe would. Don't forget, here's one scenario I, I thought may play out with Samoa Joe. He is TNA through and through. He started out in TNA. I could see him signing with Impact, just like the Good Brothers did, but wrestling on AEW, wrestling on both brands. I could see a, a turn like that because of his loyalties already with Impact, I don't know if the current impact management he has loyalties to or knows any of those guys. I, I have no clue. I have no clue. Maybe Don. Uh, but just because he has that sign with TNA, I could I could see him doing that instead of going um, 
AEW well, he's, he's, uh, full-time he's roster. He's good friends with the Bucks, so I don't know. It could, it could still yeah. be AEW. Um, NWA power. Oh, so you have come. heard that because I, I haven't. I don't. I didn't know if there's any connection over there. So yeah, a lot is, of those guys wrestled together in Impact TNA back in those days. The Bucks when they were you know not Nick and Mac Jaskin. I think they were Jeremy and something else. Buck. Um, well, don't they have the Ring of Honor connection? They do. Too? ROH. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of ties there between uh, you know the the boys at AEW and Samoa Joe. Uh, Josh, you did mention Mickey uh, NWA. I could see Mickey James going there. But I mean, you, Leland, you got a point with AEW too, you know, because you got you just got back Chris Statlander, okay? So you're you're you've increased your your talent a little bit there with Statlander. Um, Britt Baker's actually doing good, which I never thought I would say. And then you got uh, Ty. I've never seen an ass like that, Conti, uh, just <laughs> killing it right now in AEW. Like she is just on fire. Uh, maybe putting Mickey James. I never thought of it this way, but maybe putting her on that roster could help. Some of those young, talented women, you know, build more credibility. You could put Mickey James on NWA, and she could be their their name that could bring fans over. Okay, it's not going to be a huge fan base, but I think she's a big enough fan base to bring enough people to NWA to make them a little bit bigger than they are now. And she's an affordable name that NWA can can put on their roster. That's the other thing. Yeah, that's true. And she's still relevant enough. Well, it makes sense. It, it makes sense having her go to NWA Power. I just don't want it. Um, the Nick Aldis connection, obviously, her husband. It makes sense. I just, I just don't want it. I want to see her on a grander scale. And as we now know, um, and it seems like Vince McMahon is acknowledging as well with the Broken Skull Sessions, AEW is true competition. I think if there's one thing that was learned in that Broken Skull Sessions between uh, uh, Stone Cold and Chris Jericho this week is that this this shit's real. This is legitimate. Um, there was confusion before. Is, is AEW even real competition? I, you have to say yes. You have to say yes because here's what happened. And, and Chris Jericho, you know, I, I think he just put this so well, was yes – the week before, or the week of, I guess is when it when it aired, the week of the Wednesday Night Wars ending, AEW clearly won the war, clearly. Um, NXT is now on Tuesday nights. On that same week that that's debuting, you've got Chris Jericho on the Broken Skull Sessions. And both things happen, okay? Vince McMahon got his push from AEW, all AEW fans were on the network watching Chris Jericho on the Broken School Sessions. Yep. And then, as of today, we see the rate ratings come out. AEW hit a 1.2 million rating in viewership. So they scored all 500,000 viewership that NXT has had as an average running through the Wednesday Night Wars. Yep. So both companies got the rub. And that is what this show, that is what the Turnbuckle Report has been talking about since the beginning of the, the Wednesday Night Wars, is that if they come together and work together as AEW and WWE, it's going to be better for wrestling all the way around. NXT popped a good rating. AEW popped a great rating. Of course, I'm a little biased. I'm an AEW guy. I get it. I, I haven't been able to sell on NXT completely, but I, what I will tell you is now that they're solely on, on Tuesday nights and there's no competition, I'll absolutely watch NXT 
I would gladly watch NXT. It's almost wrestling uh, they every night of the have, week. They now. are give Thursdays, and you could you could actually slot Thursdays for your NWA Power Night if you it's wanted impact. to. Impact, impact um, moved to Thursday night. Be just be night. too. Yeah, there you go. Impact. I, you know, I haven't I haven't bought in a whole lot. I've watched a few episodes, but just between WWE and AEW, now my entire week is is damn near full. And then when you throw on your pay per view weekends, it is absolutely full. Great time to be a wrestling fan. Even better time to be a WWE and an AEW fan. It happened, guys. What do you think about all this? Uh, all the all this happening here with the AEWs. Hmm. I, I was just hoping that this podcast would give us more of a insight as if if WWE is having any thoughts of of not necessarily joining forces, but willing to work alongside AEW. It felt like that in the podcast. I felt like a tide was turning. I felt like that's the direction we're going. You know, we, we even talked during WrestleMania. What, how crazy would that be if Jericho showed up at WrestleMania with his inner circle shirt, clearly sporting AEW at a WWE event? Um, I, I would have lost my damn mind. Like, that would have been amazing. Uh, I was hoping for it, but I always knew in the back of my mind it was not going to happen. Shit. I knew that I knew that uh, George Jeffries, when he created Cave of the Winds, that his whole intent and purpose <laughs> was to win. hide himself away from joining forces with other promotions. The truth is, I guess yes. I always knew that Jericho wasn't going to show up, but I was kind of hoping he would. I, I'm Again, this is like Bianca Belair with the title. I guess the jury is still out. We have to wait and see what this podcast is going to produce in the next six months. Is AEW and WWE going to start holding hands? I think they definitely open the door. I mean, yeah, you, I you think the answer is yes. That the door is open. Clearly, Vince McMahon, just by the way he answered Stone Cold and they clarified it on the show, was a resounding yes. That that yeah, you can have Jericho on there. I think you know if you if you rewind twenty years ago, that's not happening. There's no way that's happening. Never. Look how a year ago. Look how uh, much look how much of a pop um, Eric Bischoff got when he came back as the raw general manager everybody was just blown away that he showed up on wwe tv now the, chris jericho was the same moment but instead of everybody being shocked that he was there it's shocked that vince mcmahon's playing ball i think yeah. that I, this guy doesn't vince mcmahon he does not make a move without thinking about it three or four times before he makes the move he's a chess player come on Oh, that's for damn I think sure. in the next I think in the next 10 I think in the next 10 years we're going to see the best wrestling uh, we've ever seen. And I think it's going to end with with the two companies coming together. Right a lot of people now. think that the, it's just it's just a wait of when Vince McMahon's going to buy out AEW or when is Tony Khan going to make a push and put a WWE out of business. I don't believe either one of those scenarios are going to happen. I hope they don't happen and I don't believe they're necessary. I think the thing that that is happening now is everybody's going to get in the market, play together, and in, increase the viewership of wrestling. We've talked about it. Everybody's excited about a 1.2 rating on AEW. Everybody gets thrilled when they hear about a 3 million rating on, um, on SmackDown, even though it's on network television. That doesn't even compare to what was happening in the Attitude Era. But we're excited about it because of what TV is now. All the streaming, even though Peacock is driving me crazy. I spent five hours a day losing my brain on this shit, trying to do the damn update. It's There's so much streaming out there that now they're realizing that the best we're going to do in a, in, a, in a war 
in a Wednesday night war is barely break a million and that wins it? No, we got to come together, the two companies, and uh, and make a real run at this thing. Hopefully next year in Dallas, we're seeing AEW and, and uh, WWE pairing up in some fashion at WrestleMania. Who knows? Maybe it's to put Jerris Jericho in the Hall of Fame with an AEW uh, shirt on, popping the bubbly on WWE stage. I don't know. It'd be nice. Vince McMahon just came to the conclusion that a that pro wrestling won't be able to be what it was without competition. So you have to acknowledge the competition. It's not like they didn't acknowledge WCW during the fucking war. So it's not. It, it shouldn't be a huge shocker that they're going to start doing it now. It's just the shocker is is that this is them, like you said, announcing. Well, the war's on, fuckers. Let's do it. That's what's going on. This was. Instead of last time of it being a war, I think it's going to be a freaking Trojan horse. And I think Vince McMahon is way too smart for them to overlook. This was all thought out. This was planned. He didn't just think, oh, yeah, we're going to have Jericho on there. No. It, the timing is everything. He had him on there during WrestleMania week. So he pulled all the AEW people to WrestleMania week so they could watch WrestleMania. That's what happened. He's a smart man. I think if history repeats Don't itself, disagree. though. If Vince, if Vince has learned anything about the last time he bought out a promotion and went through all that shit, it really hurt the viewership. It really does. When a when yeah. a promotion establishes itself and you try to kill it, it hurts wrestling in general. It's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a stab in the heart to kill a promotion. So I think Vince has to be a little bit smarter about it and try to work together with these promotions instead of thinking he needs to bury them. Because once he buries them, then what? Then what? The, the people are gonna stop That's watching. Exactly why. Yeah, that's exactly why I think right now he doesn't want it to be a war in his in everybody else's eyes. He wants it just to be friendly and competition. So he knows that he can't buy him out this time. So this time he's going to acknowledge them and beat them at their own game. They want to act like let's let's rewind it back to AEW's first pay per view when Cody broke Triple H's throne. That's going to be thrown in back in their face within the next year because Vince McMahon is not anybody to be fucked with. And now you've got him going fine. You want to start this fucking war. We're going to acknowledge you exist and you're going to lose. We're going to cut wages so we could focus on the people that, that we have. Go from there. Which he's done in the our, past. With our scraps. He did that in the mid-90s, cutting the wages, and it worked for him. Mm -hmm. Is it possible that, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back, um, and, and I, don't, I don't, you know, this is a wrestling podcast, so I don't get too deep in, in, a, in a whole bunch of our lives and careers and all that. But what I will tell you is, in the early part of my uh, career, what I do for a living, I was I was probably a little more aggressive. And if I saw a competition in front of me, I, I wanted to squeeze it out. I wanted to choke it out. Um, that is just kind of the competition that the aggressive nature I, I brought to the field that I'm in. Uh, and now, as I've I've more a little more seasoned, uh, gained some rank. Now I realize that if I really want to be competitive, sometimes I got to kill them with kindness. And as I'm sitting here listening to you guys, I'm thinking the same thing. Is is that what Vince is doing? Is is he killing him with kindness? Is, is he coming at this with a mature approach of the Trojan horse, like like you said, Chad? Um, let's lower the gates. Let's let him in. Let's get him drunk and then cut their damn heads off. Uh, is it going to be the Red Wedding? I don't know. I don't know. Game of Thrones fans, there you go. There's a plug for you. But um, I hope not. I'm just excited to see it. I, I hope it's not a huge um, stab in the back later on. But I will say Tony Khan is an extremely smart businessman. He's not some fly-by-the-night um, wrestling promoter. He is a uh, very smart businessman with um, equally 
the equal wealth of a Vince McMahon in the WWE. Doesn't he doesn't need wrestling? This is a hobby for him that he's extremely uh, uh, competitive about. So, um, I think the two can get along. And, and let's not forget, Chad. You and I talked a lot face to face about this over the weekend, uh, WrestleMania weekend. You've got Triple H is the heir apparent. I think right. I, I mean, and I know that sounds you know. Hey, I'm going to make a bold statement here, but then end it with I think. I get I get how that sounds. But it's got to be Triple H. He's he's being put in a position where. I don't believe the NXT is being viewed as a failure because they went to Tuesday nights, nor should they. I don't think they should be. Uh, I think networking behind the scenes a lot with NHL and all that caused a lot of them moving. Um, But it certainly is nice after seeing the ratings that they don't have to compete with AEW anymore, uh, that we're not splitting the audience. So with that being said, what Triple H is doing and Shawn Michaels as well, what they're doing with NXT I think is being looked at as a um, as a win. And I think what proves that is all the female champions in the company right now are NXT born and bred. I think that's a, a thank you from Vince of look what you've done, Triple H. Good job. Our most viewed division is the women's division, and all of those champs are are NXT through and through. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I think Triple H is willing to play ball, and 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 we'll see what happens. I know I'm kind of, I'm kind of in on a dud note here, but as I'm just kind of processing it, I, I think that this is a great thing for wrestling, and 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 more to come. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with Josh too. I think if AEW doesn't watch their backs or play their cards right, some of those things that they've said in the past or done could come and bite them in the ass later on. Um, right now. AEW's women's division is stepping it up, and the men's division is kind of falling a little. If I, we can get into that they next week, they seem confused, right? Yeah. So they seem confused. As, yeah. as last year, they were looking real hot, right? And we were like, "Oh, if they can just get that women's division, they'll be." But then it's like now the fucking scales are turning. It's almost like AEW. Come on, guys, you're so fucking close, and they just keep doing things. And it's like, all right, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. And then it still gives WWE a fighting chance. So Josh could be right. Um, never ending story on that fucking thing. One thing that the WWE always does for me is it has me questioning after WrestleMania if uh, where the where the women's division's going, where the men's division is going. What does the new season of wrestling look like? And I always, I always, I'm always baffled, and I'm always wondering, you know, what am I heel or am I babyface? I don't know. I'm just gonna do me. Dogcast Production.